The local elections back in May seem almost a lifetime away, so much has happened in the world. The Portobello and Craig Miller Ward returned three first-timers as councillors, Mary Campbell of the Greens, Kate Campbell of the SNP and Callum Laidlaw for the Conservatives. They joined the veteran Maureen Child as our representatives. Immediately after the election, Bob Jefferson from Portobello Online carried live interviews with all of them, courtesy of Facebook Live. At that point, they didn't really necessarily know what they were letting themselves in for. Well, now they do. So we'll be speaking to all four of them over the next few weeks to hear how they're getting on. First up is Mary Campbell of the Greens. She had quite a high profile as a community activist, but she's now realising that being a councillor perhaps doesn't quite give her the influence she might have thought. I guess it's slower than you think it's going to be from the outside. I think as a citizen you think, oh, the council can make decisions, the council can make changes. But actually, for democratic and kind of accountability reasons, everything within the council has a very clear process that you go through. The most common thing you do is call for reports. Reports take months (laughs) and then you make decisions based off advice on reports. So it's a very slow process rather than, I think, outside in the community where you can pick a project, make it go quite quickly. Uh, the council is very slow compared with that. So are there any specific issues that you are focused on at the moment? I'm on the education committee and on the licensing board and I'm on the alcohol and drug partnership. So as part of being on each of those committees... I have things within that that I want to focus on and prioritise. So right now the licensing board is about to start working on its statement of policy and I'd really like to see a very clear statement of policy with much better thought-through processes on how we can protect public health and improve public health and achieve the licensing aims. And within the Alcohol and Drug Partnership, there were some reports recently that came out with some great recommendations and I'd like to make sure that the council adopts those recommendations to make sure we try and make an impact on right now there's a really high drug-related death rate. There's kind of actions in place that might help tackle that, so that's something I want to do. And then within education, there are things I'd like to see the council doing, like adopting the inclusive education campaign, the Thai campaign. There's one in five children in poverty, and there's a really great report with all the recommendations of things that we can do to help schools be more accessible for children coming from that kind of background of deprivation. And then... There's the stuff within the Green Group about what we're trying to do in full council. Last month it was a motion on period poverty and there have been low emission zone work before that. So we do work at full council level, at committee level, and then there's all the ward work we're trying to do. So we're working, all four of us, on improvements for Magdalene that are much needed because that's an estate that was built at a certain time and, and basically since then a lot of it's been allowed to degenerate. Um, there's work in Nidri and Craig Miller or in specific little areas where there's improvements wanted. In Portobello, I'm trying to set up a Friends of the Prom group with Paul Lambie and help from the Community Council. So, yeah, big things, little things and everything in between. And then all the casework you get as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, just before you, you came to do this interview, that's exactly what you've been doing. You've been focusing on casework. So presumably people get in touch with you saying, help. Yes, so people come to my surgeries or call me on the phone or email me and they raise their concerns or an issue that they're having and I work to try and help resolve that. And sometimes you already know the answer and you can just send back a response or give them the answer. Other times it involves trying to contact officers, which can often be a slow process because they're busy, hard to get hold of. And other times when it's something that you can do yourself, that's great. It's a whole spectrum of issues that you work to deal with. Do you find it satisfying? Yes.
when you can get something done <laughs> and then extremely unsatisfying when you can't help someone that needs help you know so even when you think oh this will be a really simple thing to resolve but sometimes it's not but when you do achieve something it's a really really good feeling you mentioned good relations with the other three councillors for this particular ward how close a relationship do you actually have well it varies between all of them so some I see more at meetings and, and go home in the same bus. So I chat a lot more to Maureen, for example, than I do to Callum. But some people are on the same committee as me. So Callum is on licensing with me. So we see each other at licensing meetings. And Maureen and Callum are on education with me. So you kind of see them in lots of different roles. But as a ward team, we try and meet semi-regularly. We had three or four meetings. And we often try to save officer time if we're getting a briefing from an officer about an issue. We try and all meet them. So rather than them having four meetings, they just have one and we all ask our questions and kind of gain a shared understanding. Yeah, one of the things that I know from past experience is that not every ward has the same collaborative ex- uh, experience. I mean, I'm always happy for collaborative working. That's kind of my, how I've always done things. But Maureen was very, very keen that we as a group met and established collaborative ways of working. So, for example, when a constituent emails us all, Whoever is first to respond to that email takes on that casework so that we're not all emailing officers. And we're going to try and set up a rota so that rather than all four of us attending a meeting, we try and make sure all meetings are covered by at least one of us. That was really led by Maureen. She was really, really keen to see that happen. A lot more things could happen if people work together because you're a bigger voice when you speak to council officers and the casework is more spread out so you're not all trying to achieve the same thing which leaves you spare time to deal with other issues that you want to deal with. We then turned to specific local issues including the controversial sale of the five-a-side football pitches something that also affects the future of the gymnastics centre known as Tumbles. Many local people claim there was little or no consultation over the sale when it originally went through the various council committees. That's a tricky one because actually this decision went through three different committees in late 2015. If you really wanted to know, you could have found that out at the time, but there wasn't the level of public awareness that there is now. Now the sale document has gone going through and that the community council are doing its participation request, which led to these focus groups and a survey, and that drew a lot of people's attention to what's happening on the site. The action on that really started at the start of the year when... Uh, the sale document went out in the first place and a, and a group of people have been campaigning ever since. So I interviewed you at the time about that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it, now I'm within the council and I get to speak to the officers about it. It's really hard to see what the solution is going to be that will get us out of this situation. The reason the sale is happening is because they want to build a new metal bank and they're going to shut metal bank in December and start work on the build. And to do that, you need to prove that you have the capital to build the whole project. So... The six million they're hoping to raise from the sale is part of how they're going to build Meadowbank. So it's about figuring out a way that Meadowbank can still get built, but the community can get a better outcome on that site. How important, thinking specifically about the Portobello area, is the sense of community that exists within here? And does that sense of community extend to other areas such as Nidri or Craig Miller? Or is this something perhaps stronger here? Well, I grew up in Portobello, so I always think Portobello is a really special place. And I would say that the things that you can see that we're doing, so the first community right to buy, the first participation request for Edinburgh Council, you know, there are people who live in Portobello that have a large set of skills that they then use 
to make things happen in Portobello that maybe wouldn't happen in other areas. But I think a sense of community is across the ward. The community of Magdalene or Bingham or Nidri or Craig Miller, there's just a slightly lower level of that kind of group community action that you see in Portobello. And I think that's just about, in Portobello, there's maybe people with the skills and experience and the time to commit to doing large-scale, ambitious projects. I want you to look forward. You've got another... How many years? It's a five-year term. It's a five-year term. You've got four and a half years to go. What would your ambitions be come your, if you like, report card come 2022 about what you have done to improve the lives of the people for your whole ward? That's a really hard question because you can look ahead and think, I want to achieve X, Y and Z, but I know from speaking to the previous councillors that over the course of the five years whole new issues come up that you had no idea were going to come up. But I think for me, I guess I would like to see if we could come out the other end of the five years with a more equal city, where there is more respect for people of different cultures and different sexualities. I'm a bit worried about the outcome of Brexit on the city, and I guess I'd like us to be a kind of positive example of where we really appreciate everyone within the city and value their contribution, no matter what that is so many big problems facing the city like there is a serious issue in health and social care there's going to be probably an issue in education and getting enough staffing for the increased early years hours there's the homelessness issue that people can see when they just walk the streets how bad that is and and there's massive waiting lists for all the homes so there's really big scale things that we want to achieve as a council and then in the ward there are things like a new castleway high school that we want to see uh, my passion project isn't seeing an improved promenade where people share the space better. So we'll see what we come out with in five years. Mary, thank you very much indeed.